0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we're into questions of shared space. And we're going to deal for the next few mishnayot with questions of water. Effectively, the, the, the Mishnah is closing this section with questions of water. And it's going to begin with the question of two courtyards... And a well which is sitting between them. And again, I I, I want to pre- present you with this picture because the Mishnah is not completely. It, it's difficult to understand what the Mishnah is talking about, but the picture is very very clear. And you can see that the um, sorry, there's a bit of feedback on the line. That you can see that the well is actually sitting between the two courtyards. So the water might possibly be in one Roshut or the other Roshut. I mean, clearly, if there's an error between the two courtyards or the courtyards are joined, then there will be no problem at all. But we're talking about a situation where there's no error between the courtyards. And uh, well, okay, let's have a look at the Mishnah. Bor ben Shtechat a well between two courtyards. Ain We just don't fill up from it on Shabbat. Because we're carrying we're carrying the water from one private domain to the other private domain. Both whichever way we do it, whichever way we do it, we do it. We're mixing the water. Mamalim Maybe we can make a partition. Maybe we can make a partition to separate to divide up the well a t- partition ten to te high and we know ten to te is the critical mass for a, a partition so maybe we can make a partition for it ten hands breadth high and here the Mishnah at least in the Kaufman manuscript which is the one we're following says either below that seems to me below the surface of the water so we might Put a uh, we might sink a partition in below the surface of the water for tentafachin, te or mitoch ogmore just from its rim. So maybe the water the water could be way below the rim of the well, right? You know, on a dry day, you have to go long quite a long way down to get water from a well. But the the other possibility, the missioner seems to be we look, we just put in the partition below the rim of the well, and each courtyard can dip into it from its own side so effectively we're maintaining some kind of i would say halachic fiction that the two, the well is split into two domains because the rabbis know perfectly well that physically the water mixes right underneath the water mixes and in fact even just a partition of fachim, even if it's below the water well clearly the water's going to flow backwards and forwards but somehow halachically we've made a division in this well whether it's sub below the water or whether it's on top of the water we've made a division and at this point the rabbis are satisfied now there is another version of this mishnah by the way which um, which which appears in most printed editions and actually the second half of the mishnah might refer to it the the other version of the mishnah says um Either on below, but also another possibility, milamala, maybe above. Maybe we can put the partition above the well. And Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamaliel is going to refer to this. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamel Omer, Rabbi Shimon ben says, beit milamata, beit say below. Remember, beit shamai are strict. And of course, putting a partition in below the water, some kind of sub. Sub aqua engineering project that's a difficult thing to do, but we know Beit Shamayar strict. So Beit Shamayar strict Milamata, Milamata, Uveit Hillel Omrim. This is the opinion which is lost in the Kaufman manuscript in the beginning of our Mishnah. Uveit Hillel Omrim Milamala, Beit Hillel say above. Amar Rabbi Yudah. You know, Rabbi Yudah says, look, the Mechita doesn't have to be any bigger than the wall between the two courtyards. Look, Rabbi Yudah is saying, look, guys, I've got a wall already between my two courtyards. Why do I need an extra partition? And we're going to see as we go through other examples of water flowing in and out of courtyards, that Rabbi Yudah will maintain this view and will come back to it. So we've begun with the well that's between the courtyards. Let's think for a sec about a, a stream, a, um, a watercourse, an irrigation channel that is actually running into the courtyard from outside. And I haven't drawn this one, but I, I think we can probably imagine, you know, you could have a courtyard actually a bit like the photo of the courtyard that we looked at. Yesterday, look, here's the courtyard in Morocco. Actually, there's a pool in it, but you can easily imagine that that pool is fed by a stream or an irrigation channel, which is running in from outside. And the question is then going to be, OK, what's the status of that water, which is running in from outside the courtyard? And the Mishnah is going to begin by saying, A water channel that passes through uh, a courtyard. We don't fill up from it from on Shabbat. It's exactly the same language, by the way, as the previous Mishnah, which said, These, the sequence of Mishnayot have a similar poetic structure and a similar literary structure. They're all going to finish off with Rabbi Yudah at the end. You get a feel here that we are into Mishnahic poetry. A water channel that passes through a courtyard, we don't draw water from it on Shabbat. Unless, 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 unless we make a partition for it, we're back to our partition, Tent Fahim high, when it comes in or when it comes out. So the water is going to pass through a partition because the water stream itself is, um, in Halakhic terminology, it's a caramelite. It's a, a caramelite is a sort of in-between space between public and private. But we can't carry from a caramelite into a private domain. So that watercourse running through the courtyard. If we don't take care about the partition, then we're going to have a caramelite right in the middle of our courtyard. And we can't draw from this. In other words, that, that pool, that pool in the middle of the courtyard is going to have a status of a caramelite. Whereas all around it has the status of, well, it's the courtyard, it's rushuta yachid. once we've got the Arab. And we can't draw from a caramelite into a private domain. So what are we going to do? We're going to put a partition up at the entrance and at the exit of this water so that inside the courtyard it becomes a private domain. Let's come back to the Mishnah. Let's come back to Rabbi Yudah because we know Rabbi Yudah is going to have the same comment. Rabbi Yudah says, Rabbi Yudah Omer, The wall above it may be regarded as a partition. Rabbi Yudah is quite satisfied with the wall around the courtyard and of course the water is going to be flowing underneath that wall as it comes into the courtyard. So Rabbi Yudah says, guys, you've got a wall already. You've got a wall. Don't worry about it. And he's got a an example to back himself up. Amar Rabbi We've talked before, by the way. It happened with the water channel of Aval. And again, we've talked before that there are different ways of learning Halakha, Whether we learn it from a drush, or whether we learn it from a teaching. Rabbi Eliezer likes to learn what likes to teach what his teachers taught him, and we can also learn it from an example. And we've seen before examples that are used to learn Halakha from. And here's an example: Maasev Amashel Avel. There was a the water channel of Avel. shehayum Amalim Pi Alpis Kenim Bishabat. and the sages would allow people to draw water from it on Shabbat. Amrullah and they said to him, they said to him, look, you can't learn from this example. It wasn't of the necessary size. Now, why is size necessary? Well, a water course has to be a certain size to qualify as a caramelite. And we learned this actually in the Mishnah of Shabbat. I don't know whether you remember on the 11th chapter of the Mishnah of Shabbat, we learned that someone who throws four cubits in the sea is exempt. And then we learned if there's a pool of water, if there's a pool of water and the public road crosses it, someone who throws is liable. And then the Mishnah asked, Okay, how deep is a pool of water? And the Mishnah answered, Pachot me asarat tfachim, less than 10 tfachim. A pool of water has got to be less than ten Fachim. Once it's more than ten Fachim, it has a different status. And I think we're saying in this Mishnah in Eruvin, the the water channel wasn't ten Fachim. It doesn't have the status of the caramelet. It's just a puddle, basically. And if there's a puddle, you it's, you can draw for water from it Shabbat anyway. What about what about the situation? Not where the water is running through the courtyard but it's running along the edge of the courtyard and there's a balcony sticking out and they would perhaps dro- uh, drop a, uh, a um, drop a bucket through a hole in the balcony into the well or into the watercourse in order to get their water so that's the last example we're going to deal with today what about a balcony situated above water same structure. These three Mishnah are all the same. You don't draw water from it on Shabbat. except Unless they're made for it a partition of 10 tefachim, 10 breads either above or below. And it goes the same, by the way, if there are two balconies. Maybe we got two balconies, one balcony on top of the other balcony. And maybe there is some kind of hole in um, both balconies so that the guys on the top balcony can drop a bucket through the hole on the bottom balcony and then right the way down into the water. So we're not only taking from the caramelite, which is the water into the private domain, which is the balcony, but we're actually going through one private domain into another private domain because we're gonna cross the first balcony before we get to the second balcony. And this again, this you know this will remind us of the questions of one courtyard inside another courtyard. So what's the Mishnah going to tell us to do? Um, also two balconies, one on top of the other. They made a masa um, for the upper one, but not for the lower one. they're both prohibited. We're going to rely on the fact that in order to get to the upper balcony we need to get through the lower balcony. So making making a part, we, we're going to make a partition ten hands-breadths high either above or below but it seems as though the ten hands-breadths high partition has to somehow cover the area of both balconies. It can't, or at least it can't cover just the upper one. I guess if it covered the lower one it would suffice for the lower one okay but if it's just for the upper one neither can use it. The lower one hasn't got a partition and the upper one isn't allowed to go through the space belonging to the lower one except unless they make an eruv and of course if the um, owners of both balconies make an eruv then of course they can happily drop well, with the partition, of course, they can happily drop a bucket from either balcony into the water source and draw it up and drink from it on Shabbat. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.